Welcome back. You're listening to Amerisogyny, episode 28, The Price of Freedom. I'm your host, Hannah Blue. The United States prides itself on talking about freedom. For some, freedom is very real. For others, an illusion. Freedom comes with a cost, a price so expensive, it comes to claim what is most precious to us, what should be priceless. Our first stop, North Korea. When my sister told me about this story, I couldn't believe it. Even after I read it, it was still unbelievable. An entire family was locked up for life because they had a Bible. That's right. You heard me. A Bible. What's really mind-blowing? The couple's two-year-old toddler was locked up too. A two-year-old for the rest of their life. Can you imagine? Kim Jong-un, North Korea's leader, firmly believes in torturing and executing Christians. According to an international religious freedom report, it states nearly 70,000 Christians are imprisoned in North Korea. Anyone caught with the Bible can face the death penalty. And families, including kids, are sentenced to life in prison. According to UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, the right to freedom of thought, conscience, and religion in the DPRK also continues to be denied with no alternative belief systems tolerated by the authorities. A 2022 report stated the North Korean government executes, tortures, arrests, and physically abuses people over wanting to exercise their religious freedoms. Does North Korea have churches? Yeah, but they're state-controlled and are nothing more than deception pieces used to lure tourists. 91 of the victims were Christians. North Korea doesn't care who they lock up and torture. 70% of the victims were female, from 2 years old to over 80. North Korea doesn't want people to have any part of religion. Don't have religious items. Don't share your faith with friends. If you do, you will be arrested and detained. You will not receive a fair trial. You will be tortured, including sexual assault and given poisoned food. And finally, public execution. This is what they did in the days of Paul. And it's happening right now. As far back as 2002, a Christian man was starved to death. A prisoner who was released in 2020 told Radio Free Asia authorities forced them to stand for 40 days straight, causing inmates to lose the ability to sit down. In North Korea, Christians received the harshest punishment. In North Korean society, Christians are the lowest on the totem pole. They are constantly persecuted and live in fear of their lives. That's no way to live. And that's definitely not freedom. Our next stop, the USA. Indianola, Mississippi. Now, if something is wrong, aren't you supposed to call the cops for help? Isn't that what we, as American citizens, are told we should do? Well... A cute little 11-year-old boy did as his mother told him and called the police. 
And what did little Adarian Murphy receive for trying to get out? A bullet to the chest. The poor kid asked, what did I do? Nothing. He did nothing wrong. He did what he was asked to do. Called the police, who shot him like a rabbit dog. The family's lawyer, Carlos Moore, says there's no way officers could have mistaken the child for an adult. And that's true. He's so little and cute. He's four feet, ten inches tall. The same height as my daughter. So how was he mistaken for a man? It reminds me of the Tamir Rice story. A little boy from Ohio who was shot to death by police for playing with a toy gun. Why are our children mistaken for adults? His family wants a full investigation into what happened. Well, I can tell you that. Racism. Little Adarian called 911 for a domestic disturbance. Once the officer arrived, he drew his gun and asked for everyone to come out with their hands up. As soon as the boy rounded a hallway corner and walked into the living room, the reckless officer shot him. Now he's been placed on leave. Nicola Murray, Adarian's mom, said her son asked, Why did he shoot me? What did I do? And started to cry. The child went to the hospital and was treated for a collapsed lung, fractured ribs, and a lacerated liver. What's odd? The officer helped his mother give the boy first aid until the paramedics arrived. Moore said, You couldn't perceive that he was an adult or a threat because he didn't have anything in his hands. I don't see why he shot him. He doesn't understand and wants to know what did he do wrong and why did the cops shoot him? And no one can answer that question. Well, let me raise my hand and answer again. Racism. The child did what he was instructed to do. He obeyed his mother and called the cops. She became disturbed by the actions of the father of her other children and asked him to call the police. His family is relieved their son didn't die, but they're shaken up by the incident. Of course they are. They should be. The Indianola Police Department was silent about the incident. I'm not surprised. Indianola, Mississippi is the birthplace of my grandparents. My grandmother never spoke of it. And things like this are still going on there. Indianola's mayor, Ken Featherstone, said, The officer was suspended pending a psychological examination and to talk about his readiness. Body cam footage of the incident exists and the video has been handed over to investigators. The family wants the body cam footage to be released and for the police officer involved to be fired. Hmm, rightfully so. Moore plans to file a federal civil rights lawsuit against the city, the officer, and the chief of police. Good. I hope they win. The Mississippi Bureau of Investigation said it's currently assessing this critical incident and gathering evidence and will submit its findings to the state attorney general's office. Am I optimistic about this situation? No. I too hope this family gets their money, but Mississippi is one of the most racist states in this country. It's also the state where Emmett Till was murdered 
and the woman who caused him to be killed, Carolyn Bryant, was never brought to justice. Unlike Emmett, she died peacefully, surrounded by loved ones. That's Mississippi, USA for you. We're not leaving the USA just yet. I have another story for you. Ocala, Florida. You couldn't pay me to live in Florida. There's no way in hell. Ocala, Florida is a city in North Florida. It's the heart of the state's horse country. Mm, doesn't sound like any place I would live. A white woman fired through her front door, shooting and killing a black mother. And get this, she was not immediately arrested. It took pressure from the community to get her arrested. And the cops tried to shield her with the stand your ground law. Now she should be charged with a hate crime because prior to the shooting, she was calling the victim Ajiki Owens' children racial slurs. Ben Crump is representing the Owens family. He said the shooter yelled racial slurs at the children before Owens knocked on her door. Now you know she was calling those babies the N-word. The murderer's name is Susan Lorenz. She's 58. And she was charged with manslaughter with a firearm, along with a host of other charges. The victim, Ajike Owens, was only 35 years old. She had four children. Now she was the victim. But here's how police tried to make it seem as if she were responsible for her own death. Sheriff Billy Woods said the neighbors had had a two and a half year feud. Okay. And? How many of us have not gotten along with our neighbors? Now, I told you they didn't arrest the killer immediately. Here's what the sheriff said. Now, many of you were struggling to understand why there was not an immediate arrest. The laws here in the state of Florida are clear. Now, I may not like them. I may not agree with them. But however, those laws I will follow. I'm going to tell you how they twisted this law in Florida in a minute. And then you'll understand why it took so long to arrest this woman. Well, after public pressure, that tune changed. A video was posted on Facebook last Tuesday night. And in it, the sheriff said this was not a stand your ground case, but simply a killing. Hmm. It took all that time to figure that out. That wasn't obvious on the day a G.K. Owens was murdered. What set Lorenz off? Kids. Kids doing what kids do. Playing. According to police, Lorenz became enraged over Owens' kids playing in a field. A field. Think about how big that is. And it was close to her apartment. Police said Lorenz got into an argument with the kids. Yeah, you heard me right. A grown woman, nearly 60 years old, was aggressive with kids. A neighbor overheard her yelling at the kids. But oh, she did so much more than that. During the argument, Lorenz threw a roller skate at Owen's 10-year-old son and hit him on the toe. When the 10-year-old and his 12-year-old brother went to speak to her, she opened the door and tried to hit them with an umbrella. Yeah, not only is she a murdering thug, 
She's physically violent with children. The boys went and told their mother, and like mothers do, Owens went to her home and knocked on her door multiple times, asking her to come outside. Now let me ask you something. If you're a mother and you're listening, are you going to allow someone to hit your child with a skate and call them racial slurs? I don't think so. It was then that Lorenz fired one shot through the door and the bullet struck Owens in her upper chest. It gets worse. Owens' 10-year-old son was standing right next to his mother when she was shot and killed. And what did Lorenz do after the shooting? Something typical. She called the police saying there was a trespasser. Now she claims it was self-defense and Owens was trying to break down her door. I guess doors have feelings now. She also stated Owens attacked her in the past. But after public pressure, detectives were able to establish that Lorenz's actions were not justifiable under Florida law and she was arrested. Not soon enough. She should have been arrested that day. She was charged with manslaughter. That carries up to 30 years in prison. She's also charged with culpable negligence, battery, and two counts of assault. Billy Woods issued a statement thanking the family for their patience. As they conducted the diligent investigation, he says they were bound by law to conduct. He said, Ms. Lorenz's fate is now in the hands of the judicial system, which I trust will deliver justice in due course. As I go to bed tonight, I will be saying a prayer for Miss Owen's children and the rest of her family. I ask all of you to do the same. Listeners, what does that sound like? Uh-huh, you guessed it. That's some prayers. What about the night Miss Owen's children went to bed knowing their mother's killer was free? Hmm? Owen's mother, Pamela Diaz, says, My daughter, my grandchildren's mother, was shot and killed with her son standing next to her. She had no weapon. She posed no imminent threat to anyone. A G.K. Owens was an unarmed black woman who knocked on a door. When did it become justifiable to shoot someone just for knocking on a door? Here's what I hate about some police. Not all, but some. They try to protect the criminals. Now the neighbor clearly heard Lorenz calling the kids racial slurs. But the sheriff's office hasn't confirmed if she said slurs or whether race was a factor in the shooting. Of course it was. They had a witness. Another white woman. A kind white woman. And she overheard what Lorenz said to the kids. Her name is Lauren Smith. And she said she was angry all the time that the kids were playing out there. She would say nasty things to them. Just nasty. Smith described the neighborhood as family-friendly. Miss Smith lives across the street from where the shooting took place. She was on her porch and saw one of the Owens boys pacing and yelling, They shot my mama. They shot my mama. While Lorenz called the police, claiming trespassing, Smith ran to the house and started chest compressions until the paramedics arrived. Smith, a white woman, tried to save Owen's life. Let's make that distinction. People are not bad due to their race. People are bad 
due to what's in their hearts. She said there was no argument and Owens didn't have a weapon. Lorenz never bothered to open her door and help Owens as she lay there dying. That's cold and evil. Owens held on, but later died at the hospital. It took mostly three dozen people to demand that she be arrested. And let me tell you, without them, she'd still be free. Remember I said I would explain the stand your ground law and why it took so long for her to be arrested? Listen to this. Woods admitted police were working with the state attorney's office to investigate possible defense claims. Now, what does that mean? They wanted to see if self-defense was justifiable before they could file charges against her. The sheriff said, due to the stand your ground law, he couldn't arrest her unless he could prove she didn't act in self-defense. What does that mean? They were trying to get her ass off. They didn't want to arrest her for gunning down an unarmed black woman. That's why the stand your ground law exists. So people can feel comfortable killing minorities and getting away with that. Here's another example of police trying to excuse Lawrence's behavior. They said the women have been feuding since January 2021. And police have been called at least six times. The sheriff said there was a lot of aggressiveness from both of them back and forth. Who told him this? Lorenz herself. Whether it be banging on the doors, banging on the walls, and threats being made. And then at that moment is when Miss Owens was shot through the door. This is how black people are portrayed in the media. Never innocent or justified in their actions. Never given the benefit of the doubt. Angela Farrell Zabala, executive director of Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America, said the shooting was so senseless. She said, I'm absolutely heartbroken. We've seen this again and again across this country. It's really because of lax gun laws and a culture of shoot first. She calls staying your ground shoot first laws and says they're deemed justifiable five times more frequently when a white shooter kills a black victim. Here's how sneaky Florida is. This is why it took so long to arrest her. Its self-defense statute was updated in 2017. It gave authorities the decision and power to rule out self-defense before bringing charges. Before they changed the law, prosecutors could charge someone with a shooting and then defense attorneys would have to do their job and present a case for innocence and prove why their client shouldn't go to prison. Isn't that how it's supposed to be? Now, authorities can find all kinds of loopholes to justify a shooter's actions so they don't have to file charges. And it's happened before. Recently, in Kansas City, Missouri, just this April, 16-year-old Ralph Yarl knocked on the door of Andrew Lester. He was sent to pick up his siblings, but had the wrong house. Lester shot the boy. He faces charges of first-degree assault and armed criminal action. His defense? He thought someone was trying to break into his house. Y'all survived, thank God. But Owens, a mother of four, 
didn't. 30 states in the United States have stand-your-ground laws, including the state I'm in, North Carolina. People should be free to have a Bible if that's what they choose, without fear of them and their baby being locked up. An 11-year-old boy should be free to call the police if he needs help. Mothers should be free to knock on a door when someone is hurting their kids and calling them racial slurs. But they're not free. The people in these stories paid the price for freedom with their freedom. Freedom outside of prison. Freedom outside of a hospital. Freedom from death. The price of freedom isn't free at all. What's the lesson in this episode? What can you do to prevent things like this from happening in North Korea? Nothing. They're ruled by a dictator. So unfortunately, there's no end for persecutions of Christians in that country. But for the U.S., there needs to be a blue wave in 2024 because the gun laws in this country are out of control and the world has taken notice. Other countries have issued travel warnings for people who want to visit the U.S. It's that bad. Local elections need to be taken more seriously. Your sheriffs, police chiefs, governors. These are the people who run your towns. Choose them wisely, or children will continue to be shot in their homes, at schools, everywhere. And mothers will continue to die. And I'm out of time. This was a tough one. All the families I discussed today. What happened to them can just as easily happen to us. There are people in this country who do not care what happens to women and children. It should not be running our country. I thank you for listening to episode 28 on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Samsung, Spotify, or wherever you listen from. Be easy, please be careful, and have a good weekend. I will be back with more stories. And as always, God bless.